I just want to make music that make people who don't fit in fit in perfectly beautiful and that you will feel that you're not so alone that there are other people like you around the world that are going through what you're going through and hopefully some song from my album will brighten up someone's day and that's all i could wish for ghost cult magazine welcomes in punk rock legend and i do mean that inga johansson <laughs> of the new band Gataplan, but you probably know him from the many projects you've had over the years, including International Noise Conspiracy Against Me and others. How are you today? I'm I'm very good. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's so nice talking to you, Keith. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Uh, this is really your whole career, the music you've always made, and especially this new record, you know, speaks to themes that are very personal and important to me. I think, you know, as much as we all love, you know, punk and, and all these forms of music that are very aggressive, it's important not to lose the meanings of things. And uh, we're in a very chaotic time in the world. And I love that this far into your career, you still have like your fist in the air and you're still like, you know, just fighting for people and, and talking about important topics. And like the message is just as important as the music all these years later. And I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, I, I, I believe that maybe when I started out doing punk music when I was a teenager and when I, when I got into this wonderful music and started playing myself, I really thought that we would change the world, you know, that we would, uh, uh, you know, with this music, we would be in the forefront and, and we would be the vanguard of the revolution and all that. It didn't happen. And the, I mean, unfortunately, not yet, but music has at least changed my life to a better place and made, I hope so, made me a better person and 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 uh, uh, overall contributed to to more positives than negatives in my life and and uh, just the fact that um, you and I are talking now is a proof in itself that music brings people from all around the world together and I hope that comes through in my new album that that's uh you know that that's that there's like a positive and uplifting general feeling about what I'm doing because that's something that I've tried to portray and try to uh, uh, project and and that's something that I'm in need of right now as a person right we all need that kind of positive change and I know it's hard and it's very easy to be cynical and yeah. uh you know I think back to past interactions I've had with people like oh you know the only people who ever changed the world were like the hippies I don't think they changed the world that much. I think they had awesome drugs and sex and they didn't yeah. do much else after that. But like the idea was good. So I think yeah. if you start with a good idea, maybe something can happen. I think it's better to open up people's minds. At the very least, we're having the conversation, these musical themes and these album themes uh, that keep coming back again through your music and others. I think that's at least it helps spur the conversation and open up minds, even if real change takes a, a long time, like a glacier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think we're all in in need of like the connection that music can give people right now. Because especially like I, you know, I, I was living in the US. I, I live in Sweden now. I'm back in Sweden, but I lived in the US 
for a few years and I, I love it there and I, I always been felt very connected to the United States because of music and because of of culture and my friends and my experiences there but I know that uh, the pandemic hit a lot of people very hard in the U.S. and changed reality. Even though we're still living in a in, in a capitalist society, a lot of people, you know, they lost their their may uh, their jobs, their way to make a living. They even lost like friends or family. And, you know, you were encouraged to work at home, but if you're like a bus driver or you clean a hospital or you're a nurse or you work in daycare for kids, you couldn't work at home. And we got totally like isolated from each other and, and became very like victimized towards ideas of like, you know, like negative conspiracy theories and racism and whatever came out of that like you know how the the far right capitalized a lot on what was going on and i i feel like we're now as a you you know <laughs> as human beings even though like over here in in europe like yeah perhaps we weren't hit as hard as you guys in the us because, you know, over here we have, at least in Sweden, a semi-functioning welfare state and, and, and a, you know, social security that, that uh, helped a lot of people. But now I feel like we're in this phase of like rebuilding ourselves as humans and as a community and as, you know, human relations and whatever you want to call it. And music has always been my uh, tool to connect with myself, to connect with other people, to project my feelings and my opinions. And it's also been the thing that uh, when I hit some low points in life, music was always the thing that picked me up or at least like communicated with me what I was going through and made me feel less alone and more like a human and and not like so weird about things. And I hope that the music I'm doing now for anyone who's listening can project that kind of, that boost of, of confidence or connection or like uh, whatever it is, you know, because people like us who are total outcasts and, you know, we've been, in this punk or metal community, whatever you want to call it, like all of our lives. And, and we've always felt like, you know, we're the weirdos, we're the, you know, outcasts, we're the, the, the people not fitting in. I, I just want to make music that make people who don't fit in, fit in perfectly beautiful and that you will feel that you're not so alone that there are other people like you around the world that are going through what you're going through and hopefully some song from my album will brighten up someone's day and that's all i could wish for nice thanks for sharing all that yeah it's definitely a very disappointing and sad fascist time in the world like worse than i can remember in my whole lifetime and i'm old enough to remember reagan in the 80s so really bad right now but at the yeah. same time, what I love about this this project and this band, and you're and you're the leader of the band, which is uh, you know really awesome and and exciting, I think for you. 
But I think what I love is the music. It's like a very cool dichotomy. You know, obviously, uh, I'm going to butcher the the Swedish, but the album is Welcome to the Underground. And the, yeah. and the themes of the album are like really revolutionary and, you know, just power to the people and, you know, joining together and rising up. And I love all this positive, these sort of uh, positive themes of overcoming adversity. But at the same time, the music is hella catchy, right? It's like, I know that you love Ramones and the Stooges and classic early punk and hardcore punk. Uh, yeah. you know is a big part of your dna and i love yeah. that kind of mix of the the messaging <laughs> and the catchy catchy tunes oh thank you very much yeah um and i've been butchering your english language for a long time now and i'm i've got no plans on on stopping that so <laughs> you just have to bear with me uh uh well as you said, my music with Gauteplan is really a mix of a lot of the music that I'm inspired by. Uh, you know, a lot of the classic melodic punk with some, you know, some garage rock thrown into it. A lot of pop, like melodies and, and, and pop sensibilities, even in the lyrics, you know, because there's some, some of that sort of, yeah, pop subjects <laughs> that I'm singing about and also maybe some ska uh, stuff like that that I really like and I just wanted to combine it and uh, I'm doing it in Swedish because a big part of my musical DNA is Swedish punk rock I grew up with 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 classic Swedish punk rock and that really really shaped me as a person and I don't to be honest I don't really feel confident in my English like confident enough to be a lead singer in in English and I have to also say that speaking to you now or doing like this press day that I'm doing now it's the first time I've been speaking English since last summer so I'm kind of I'm warming up here, so <laughs> have to excuse me. But you can uh, practice on us all day long. It's fine. Oh, thank you. And I'm all from right. America, and I still speak terribly. I'm from New York originally, so and I'm I live in California now. So everybody immediately out. They say I talk with my hands. I'm weird. You know, I like talk too much. They know immediately. Oh, this guy's trouble. We can tell. So don't worry about it. We're all you know. It's like like um, any kind of recovery program. Music underground music. We'll take you in any and all conditions. It's okay. Yeah. Thank you You're very much. Welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and and you know what? I would say you like, so obviously like I, I don't understand. I don't know Swedish, but at the same time, like I said, through the titles and just yeah. the gist of, of the, the, the songs themselves, I got a, I got a feeling about what you're trying to deliver. And plus, again, like I said, if you know the history and all the stuff you've supported and been involved with and other bands you've been in, it's clear to see the path, right? It's the same straight line through all your music, you know, in your career. So I, I think it's, it's, it's all good. I think American, and it's again, like I said, it's super catchy. I think um, um, you know, your uh, Western audiences will catch on, you know, even if we don't know all the words, maybe we'll learn, maybe we'll learn them. Or what, what, yeah, yeah, it's been, you know, like 25, 30 years of like, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. And I'm going to continue doing that as long as I live. But there's room for other things in in music as well. I There can't be too much politics, but there can be too little of other things. So therefore, I'm also writing songs about 
girls, about love, about about my love for music. I'm writing songs that have a more open and positive sort of vibe to it. And then there's the fist in the air kind of call to arm songs as well. And some songs with some social critique or, or you know, more like specified on things. Um, I listen to a lot of music where I don't understand all the words. Like I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I've, 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 I learned a lot of English when I was younger from American and, and, and British punk rock or, or metal or whatever I was into. But, you know, I listen to a lot of music or bands where I don't understand all the lyrics because I'm not fluent. I, I don't understand the language, be it like I'm listening to uh, Kraftwerk or Einstürzen der Neubauten or Ratos de Porau or uh, uh, Mano Negra or Mano Chao, like stuff like that, where I I get a few words, but then the the music is so good and so powerful, so I get I don't understand all of the lyrics but i get it and i hope that what i'm doing can uh work like that on who, who whoever's listening from a, a different language you know like everyone who's not speaking swedish because we're very few people doing that but uh it's also for me it becomes more of a kind of a personal approach to doing music as now when I'm doing it in Swedish, I guess, <laughs> somehow. And uh, also taking all those like international influences that I have and putting it in this Swedish language concept or context um, is it, an exciting thing to try for me. Right. You're definitely stretching out here as the front person and, you know, as the main, you know, this is your project and, you know, uh, doing all the press and putting it, you know, wrote all the songs, putting yourself out front. I do think there's a lot of great musicianship here. There's wonderful keyboard parts and backup vocals and little subtle things that I listened to and I caught over repeat listens. I got to spend a little time with the album yeah, the last few cool. days before we chatted. Cool. So I love all the little subtleties. So it's, you know, it's like, you know, on one hand, you know, punk used to be a dirty word, right? It was like, oh, they're punks or, oh, it's punk music. You know, it's not that serious. But like, I think you showed that you have a lot of musical depth here on this record and a lot of things that you could pull from across your career and stuff you've probably never tried before also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, well, yeah, there's a lot of musical influences and 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 inspiration from from you know, various songs and styles of music and other artists and all that. But I also have this amazing backing band. Like, they're so good. And they, and it's a very humbling experience because, you know, I've, I've been putting out music for the last 25 years-ish. And these guys and girls, they just play circles around me. And it's very humbling and just wonderful because, as you said, I write all the songs and I write the lyrics and, and the melodies and and the I do the overall like production and all that. But I do just like very basic demos at home on my phone or my tablet 
and then I I send the songs to the musicians and I have no illusions that I'm going to be like, you know, that I'm going to have a better concept of drumming or keyboards or, or, or guitar playing than these people have because they've been doing it for so long. So we actually rehearse as a band before and they throw in their ideas and, you know, they, uh, they have a lot of, of musical impact and influence over my songs. And I, I look at that as a big privilege as, you know, coming from, from my perspective. Nice. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, another exciting thing about the record I'm sure people are going to pay attention to is obviously a, a mini reunion with Dennis. And, you know, <laughs> obviously you were noise conspiracy. You must know Dennis for, I'm sure, a very long time. And of course, Dennis is from Refused. And yeah. not only, you know, you're now on equal footing with him. You guys are trading lot. You know, like that song is insane. It's, pro it's definitely one of the best songs on the record. And it's so cool to hear the two of you together again. But especially now in this new kind of light, I think it must be very special for you, right? It is. Um, I love Dennis as a person, as an artist, as a friend. He's the best. I'm I'm very lucky to call him my friend and to be able to do music with him at this point in my life. Because you have to understand, we had Noise Conspiracy together for 11 years. It's a pretty big chunk of my life. I'm I'm 46. I'm turning 46 today, actually. So there we go. Oh my goodness. Uh, Happy birthday. I had no idea. Uh, that, That's so awesome. Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and uh, you know, we had a very intense creative relationship together. And we played, I think, almost 800 shows together and like five albums. And, and you know, during like do, going from like very harsh, like underground conditions, you know, playing squats and touring in vans and doing, you know, sleeping on floors to doing like the big productions with Rick Rubin and all that kind of stuff and touring all over the world together. A lot of people, when that, you know, you know, a lot of bands, when they break up, it's like a, you know, it's like a divorce and they become bitter enemies and, you know, it's just a big falling out and all that. And I'm so grateful that didn't happen between the two of us. Like, I, I want to call him one of my best friends in life and I, I love him dearly and I'm so grateful to have a guy like that having my back and I would like to hope that he thinks the same about me and every time we meet it's just like you know it's like we've never been apart and we talk about the things we always talked about and we relate to the same things. And that's what that song is all about too. It's our background together because we're both like, you know, we're, we're Scandinavian hillbillies, me and Dennis, basically. We're from the sticks, you know, we, we grew up far from urban culture and far from trends and far from anything like that. And we made our own thing with our own lives and, and took matters into our own hands. And it's that song is sort of a tribute to that. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy to have him on, on the album. And I mean, who knows what the future will bring. I'm very, I'm, I'm 
I'm also very, very happy that he's doing so well with Refused and Fake Names and Invasion and, and everything else. He's keeping busy. And uh, that's an inspiration for me as well. That's awesome. I got to meet Dennis one time in Brooklyn when he was giving a conversation about the history of punk with Steve Blush. And uh, he's on my bucket list of people to interview. So maybe you can help me get my interview with him one day. Um, I've been chasing, oh, yeah, sure, I've sure. Been chasing him forever. Um, you know, I jest, but, you know, a little bit serious. Yeah, I also sure. want to say, um, you know, as much as I love this record, I want to even take it back a step further. I'm going to do the thing you're never supposed to do, but I'm just going to say, like, again, I'm from New York, which everybody's tired of hearing me say. But you can see this is over my bed, right, Ramones? And yeah. I, I love the song, like. I love the song about Didi, right? Because I, I was <laughs> one of my first heroes was Didi Ramon, and I'm sure yours too. It's obvious, not just from your playing, but the music, the new album. So I love that song. That was actually the first thing that, like, you know, perked me up about this project yeah. in the first place a couple of years ago. And I, I love that you know you call out your heroes. Uh, there's a song on the new record about Umea and the punk scene there, right? Like yep. about your upbringing and how you came up. Yep. So I love that. You know, while you have, you know, there's all these different things you're singing and talking about, but I love that there's this history that kind of like a history lesson from your life that you're sharing yeah. with the audience. There, That's really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of reference lyrics, you know, uh, and, and words that people, even if you're not speaking Swedish, you can, can, you know, pick up certain words or expressions like, you know, one song is called Umeo Hardcore and I made a song called Did Ramon. Did Ramon was actually a love song about someone uh, <laughs> and uh, it was written for someone uh, because I, I wanted to write a romantic sort of punk rock love song. And I was like, who was the best at doing that? And yeah, that was Didi. So that was like the main, like, just using his name as the the chorus in a punk rock love song was to sort of both like express what I was feeling, but also connect to the history of punk rock and punk rock lyrics. But like, yeah, all right, I'm going to write this romantic love song. And my uh, inspiration for that is this like bipolar bisexual drug addict that ran around with a switchblade and <laughs> it was like okay he's my romantic ideal wait <laughs> no wonder i'm not doing so great on that department in my life but uh <laughs> you know i tried <laughs> we're all trying i get it uh yeah. that's awesome thanks for explaining all that and uh, i appreciate it you know, uh, I it's it's not lost on me that this is a again a wild time. Things are reopening. We are getting tours and festivals, but it's still kind of precarious. So, what Very do much. you have? A, do you have a plan to try to you know start touring with the band more and maybe you know play the rest of Europe at some point and maybe get over here to America? I, I would love to. The thing is that like we're still living in in post COVID. Like a lot of tours were like backed up a lot of promoters and, and, and clubs and venues are struggling and there's a lot of like catching up to do. So I haven't been able to book so much or, or to, to uh, connect so much. And also I moved back to, to Sweden after living nine years abroad, I'm rebuilding my life, you know, and hopefully this, this music will help me and, uh, and, 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 move things forward but 
we'll see what happens. You, you know, you never know what the future will hold. You, you know, will present. So I'm, 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 I'm optimistic. <laughs> I'm trying to be, at least. Good. I hope so. I, I hope, I hope it happens. I think this music would would be amazing to hear live with your whole band. Thank you so much. Um, just the last couple of questions for you. You've been terrific. I really appreciate you. Uh, I love seeing this wall of records behind you. I have a podcast also about vinyl. So I was yeah. going to ask you if you have a favorite record ever, like your favorite number one record of all time in your collection, or that you love the most. Oh no, that uh, that <laughs> was a tough one. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, no, that no, that varies from day to day, but uh, I'm yeah, I'm a big record collector. This is just a part of it. This is because I got my couch in front, and then there's another wall. So I'm I'm, I'm sharing a very small apartment with about four thousand LPs. So that's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my life. <laughs> Living the dream. Music is is a good best friend to have. Let me tell you. Uh, and just the last thing I wanted to ask you because it's just on my mind uh august would be 10 years since you had joined against me and i yeah. feel like the last record is now getting farther and farther away like eight nine years almost so i just yeah. wanted to ask about when you joined against me if you have any you know it's like i said like an anniversary is coming from when you joined and you joined it kind of the you know the band was you know surging right so i wanted to ask if you had any you know your fondest memory or you know something that stands out to you about that first initial you know when you first joined the band I mean, for me, it was such a big fan to, to join a band that I had been such a big fan of for a long time. Uh, that was surreal and mind-blowing. It's like, you know, when when Jason used to join Metallica or something like that, you know, it's, like, it's that kind of, of, of success story for me. And yes, I did join when the band was sort of having a second spring, a second wind of, 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 of success. And we toured a lot and... I would say things like playing the Letterman show or playing World Pride in Toronto. That was big for me. That was big things. But there was a lot of lot of cool things that happened during that time, for sure. But yeah, it's 10 years ago. I don't even want to think of that because it's, oh my God, it's just, ah. Uh, where did time go? You know, it's, right. It's, I'm a music journalist. All we do is count time and count anniversaries and, and a lot of that we do. So thank you for yeah. that answering that. I appreciate you. It is so nice to meet you and so great to hear from you. And, and this album's awesome. I hope everybody checks it out. Gato Plan is the new band and the new album is out this week. As we record this, this will probably run a little later in the month, but I, I really appreciate you and uh, it's wonderful to talk to you. I appreciate you taking your time to talk to me and listen to my music. It means the world to me. Thank you so much.